Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Education Doctor Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Ellis. The Education Doctor Radio Show is your family source for educational excellence. Our program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies, where I'm the principal consultant, and our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at CompassEducationStrategies.com. Thanks so much to everyone who is listening to our show today. We appreciate you taking the time to listen in. If you're listening to a podcast of this program, we also want to thank you for joining us. For future show updates and ongoing relevant education news, please join our Facebook community by searching for The Education Doctor, then clicking like. You can find us on Twitter at The Education Doc, and we're also on Foursquare, where you can see our tips to prep schools, colleges, and graduate schools around the country. January 1st is the release date for the FAFSA, which is an acronym for Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Others think of FAFSA as a form to complete if you qualify for need-based aid. Each year, however, um, there are many colleges that require that families complete the FAFSA to be considered for merit aid as well. So our topic today is quite timely in terms of discussing financial aid and as well as merit aid for college. I paused there for a moment because I heard some clicking and I just hope that I haven't lost my guess, but we're going to just keep going with it. <laughs> so another form that families may be filling out during this time of year is the CSS Financial Aid Profile, and that stands for College Scholarship Service, which is a separate organization run by College Board, the SAT folks. And this is a different form that requires different information from families. It's reviewed by some colleges for students in terms of qualifying for different types of awards. And I know that the key question on so many families' minds, you know, aside from all of the acronyms for the forms and applying, the key question is, how do I pay for college? So joining me today on the show is Debbie Davis of Davis Education and Career Consultants based in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Debbie has over 30 years of professional experience and has served families throughout the New England region and nationally on college and career advising. In serving her client families, Debbie has established a deep expertise in merit aid, so how to pay for college when you don't qualify for need-based aid. So Debbie is the right person to join us today, and we are just delighted to have her. Before we start, I want to make sure that our listeners have our contact information. Our email address is radio at compasseducationstrategies.com, and that would be if you'd like to submit a question, whether it's now or if it's two weeks from now. We'll get the question, and we can always get it answered for you. Another method in which you can contact us is through our switchboard, which is 714-333-3356. I know that I have a lot of live listeners uh, during each show, 
and many times they're listening in and they may not raise their hand to ask a question, that's fine too. But I will let you know that our switchboard is located in sunny Southern California, and I'm broadcasting live from Dayton, Ohio, and Debbie is joining us from Ridgefield, Connecticut. So we're all over the place today, but we will take a quick break, and then we will return with Debbie Davis to tell us about how to pay for college. This is the Education Doctor Radio Show, brought to you by Compass Education Strategies, and I am back now to talk with our guest, Debbie Davis of Davis Education and Career Consultants. Debbie, are you on the line now? I am on the line, Pamela, yes. Thank you. Okay, and there was just a <laughs> holding my breath there because I was so nervous that you may have dropped off because we had a little, uh, several uh, delays earlier on in terms of getting connected, but I am excited to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great, great. So, Debbie, I want to just start right out talking about um, just, you know, what led you to this and just getting us grounded in talking about just how to pay for college because it's such an emotional uh, issue and this, you know, time of the year can be emotional for a lot of families as they're starting to fill out the forms and get everything ready, gather all their tax data. And so if you can just kind of start us off with talking about, you know, just what families need to know. (laughs) Okay, absolutely. Um, You know, the families that I work with and see every day in my office, everybody's coming in and asking, how are we going to pay for college? It's it's crazy. The the price of college is escalating. Um, the the economic uh, situation is bleak. What are we going to do, and where do we go? And I always recommend that families start to think of their own strategies. And the first thing to do, it's very basic, and it doesn't matter where you are in the college process, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you need to sit down at the kitchen table and you need to talk as a family about what are your expectations related to education. Are you just stopping at undergraduate? Do you plan to go on for graduate school? And related to that, how are you going to pay for that? And that's when families have an open discussion about who's going to be expected to pay for what and exactly how will we be paying for it. That's the basic foundation before we even launch into, Pamela, a lot of different ideas of what families can do to reduce their tuition price. But I highly recommend that if you haven't, sit down at the kitchen table and talk about um, your expectations for education within the family, and those are long-term, as well as what your expectations will be in terms of payment. Will the student be contributing? Is it just mom and dad, et cetera? So that's the first strategy. The second strategy is really to take a close look at the student because the tuition price, actually the sticker price you see on some of these colleges, which which is very high, often is discounted depending on the talent of a student. So the most competitive students, the most talented students, are the ones that eventually will be able to get a reduced tuition cost because from merit aid. So colleges are competing around the country for the most competitive students. 
And this is for a student at all different levels. So you could be an A student, a B student, a C student, and you can compete for colleges that attract those types of schools, um, students, excuse me, and also be able to get merit aid to reduce the cost of your price of education. So first strategy, sit down at that table. Second, take a close look at yourself how strong are you as a candidate for a particular school, and start thinking about whether or not merit scholarships are available for your type of level of student. Now, Debbie, I want to stop you right there to go back to that first um, strategy where you talked about the family meeting together to have this discussion. Yes. Is there an optimal time for doing that? Because... I ask that question because sometimes, you know, parents may not even think to have that conversation until senior year. Right, And so right. the real question for you, is it too late senior year if they haven't had that conversation? Or when is the optimal time to start thinking about that so that you can be in the best position to qualify? I would say that, first of all, it's never too late. It's never too late to start that conversation. But I recommend for my families to start the conversation around sophomore year, freshman year, sophomore year of high school, because then is when you're really starting to plan out your your education. Some families might be doing private schooling. Um, some families might be doing gap programs or enrichment programs, and there are costs aligned to that. Um, so families are already starting really in the early days of high school years uh, to think about what that education plan might be. Uh, but I, it's never too early, it's never too late to have that conversation. And I know that some families think, well, you know, especially in our generation, people didn't talk about pricing or cost or or um, tuition necessarily. But now, right. absolutely, it really, for this generation, it is it is something you must do and you must feel comfortable doing it because your education is really the second highest investment you'll ever make in terms of your children's mm-hmm. education outside of your home. It's a big right. investment. Now, Debbie, let's talk about the second strategy. I want to build on that a little bit more because you talk about aid being available for students who are A students, students who are B students, and students who may be C students. Right, exactly. Exactly. There are Oh, go ahead, Pamela. Mm -hmm. No, you go ahead. Um, There are colleges for every type of student in America. In fact, the majority of colleges, the majority of students that are going off to college are B students. There are colleges that are looking to fill their, their beds in the dorms, you know, to keep going. And they're looking to attract all level of students, too. Um, Merit aid is a way to attract the the best of that applicant pool, whether you're an A, B, or C student. So schools, all levels of schools will offer merit aid to attract, you know, the student, the highest level student possible for their particular type of college. Um, So it's it's not just the the top-tier schools in the nation that are offering merit aid. Merit aid is available to all different levels of students and all different levels from all different levels of colleges. In fact, to take a look at merit aid, um, some some outside organizations have made it very easy for us by 
providing information on what schools are the most generous in merit aid. And if you take a look at that list, you're going to find that they're all over the ballpark in terms of selectivity. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's not families don't feel like they have to be overwhelmed by the thought of how am I going to get all this information, how am I going to do this. Other organizations, right. organizations have already done it for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Great. Now, how do they go about finding out, you know, which colleges for their particular students? I mean, you talked about, you know, there being these colleges out there, but how do they start by finding out which ones for their students? Okay. So, for example, um, you can go on to U.S. News and World Report and take a look just to start and get an idea of who are the most generous. Uh, schools out there and look at their complete list that they have available. If you go to www.usnewsandworld.com and you um, put in into the search area generous schools, the article will come up that gives a complete list of the schools that offer the most in merit aid. And again, Pamela, this is non-need-based. This is free money, merit aid, Mm -hmm. based on merit that could be academic, it could be related to being an artist, a musician, um, it runs the gamut. So, for example, at the top of their list, which is very surprising to me, actually, um, SUNY Geneseo, which is a public school in New York, offers um, probably 68% of their students approximately get um, uh, free money, merit aid. And excuse me, actually it's 99%. Cooper Union is second with 68%. Denison University, which is another small liberal arts school that is located in Ohio, as you probably are familiar with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they offer 45% in terms of how many kids are getting non-need-based aid, free money. Mm -hmm. 45% of their students are receiving that. And it goes on and on. So all different types of schools, public, private, small, large, highly selective, non as selective, and the complete list is there so families can take a look. In addition, I recommend for my families as they're putting together their college list, and this is what I do to help them, is, is absolutely having um, information about the merit aid available per school. So where they can find that is, let's say a family has come in to me and said, you know, we're looking at um, some schools locally, one might include the University of Connecticut, it might be Wesleyan, et cetera. I send the, the families to the financial aid link on that college, on the college website, and the, the family is able to ascertain quite quickly what kind of merit um, aid is available to, to them and how they will qualify for that because schools often will put the different um, parameters of being or actually being qualified for that type of merit aid. So families, as they're starting to even put together their their college list, they can take a very quick look at, at finding out what merit aid might be available and who qualifies. And again, I can't emphasize enough that the strongest, most competitive students will be the ones that will be receiving the merit aid. Mm-hmm. Debbie, I'm going to stop you right there to take a quick break. So you stay with us, okay? It'll only be about 30 seconds. All right. Right here. Thank you. Okay, I am back now with Debbie Davis of Davis Education 
and career consultants. Debbie, I wanted to finish talking more about merit aid, and you shared a lot with us before the break. I want to step back a bit to ask you about how to apply. How do families apply? Well, in many cases, families are just, as a matter of submitting their application, they're considered for merit aid. Most schools do that. So when you're applying to a college, in fact, on the application, it will ask you to check off whether or not you would be interested to be considered for merit aid. I have all my students check that box. So that's right on the common application, for example. And again, for many colleges, you are automatically considered for merit aid by virtue of your application. Now, the, the families have to do their homework to make sure that this is the case because in some other cases, you do have to apply separately for um, certain types of scholarships. And so when you are applying, when you're making sure that you're very aware of all different requirements such as interview requirements or testing requirements, et cetera, you also want to take a look at the very important merit scholarship requirements. Do you have to write an essay? Do you have to submit another application? So it's really up to the family to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, Debbie, I do like about what you're saying is that you're really confirming a lot of the data that's shown um, that the majority of the money for college comes directly from the colleges. And I know that there are organizations that provide scholarships, so external organizations like a Coca-Cola that may provide scholarships for any college college where you attend. But that's only about, a statistic I heard was about 15% of the monies that are out there. Mm -hmm. The majority of the money comes directly from the colleges. And what you're sharing with us is just that. Yes. And I have found that through my practice and, uh, you know, literally have seen hundreds of families go through here. Much of that merit aid comes in the form of a scholarship from the college. Uh, but there are also other opportunities for scholarships, and, and that is, of course, another topic we can, we can turn to unless you'd like to talk a little bit further about merit aid through the colleges and how to learn about it any more, Pamela. Well, I'd like you to touch on that a bit in terms of those outside scholarships. What do you share with your families about that? You know, the the most important piece of information about outside scholarships is the first thing is I want to say is I support exactly what you just said in terms of most of it is coming from the university. And, again, that's what I've seen with all of my clients. However, there are national scholarships, and you can access information, apply, find out a lot of information about them by going to different sites um, that will um, take your profile and link you to possible opportunities. But I will tell you, it's very difficult to get those scholarships because hundreds, thousands of kids across the country are all vying for those same large national scholarships. Where you can go, though, let me give you the link, is www.fastweb.com. And this site, for example, will offer you um, free access to all different types of scholarship information. Those are large national scholarships, again, uh, many scholarships, but, again, highly competitive. Thousands of kids are vying for them. 
I, I mm-hmm. advise my families to look a little closer to home, and they'd be very surprised at how um, lucrative local state scholarships can be. And a lot of times families are just not aware that they're available and um, that they need to apply until it's too late. So every family should be working with their counselor in their high school saying, okay, tell me about last year's um, scholarships that were available. Tell me about applications and all about the dates. And students, um, our local public high school, for example, gives out about 100000 in scholarship money every year. And it ranges from um, athletic groups to civic organizations, religious groups, all different types of local organizations who are um, supporting their students in some way. And I'm not talking a $10, $25 type of scholarship. I'm talking significant in terms of you know thousands of dollars. So um, mm-hmm. every family should be aware of the local scholarships too, in addition to going to these um, search engines such as I gave you before and looking at all the national scholarships. Local scholarships can be highly lucrative also. Exactly, exactly. So, Debbie, can you also just um, talk with us a bit more about um, examples of specific colleges and, you know, if you can give us like a case study, if you will, of a college and the types, the variety of merit aid awards that they have. So you mentioned uh, a SUNY school, for instance, that has a breadth of merit aid opportunities. And I've asked for an example, just so that, you know, families even that are in Florida or California can kind of get a sense for what may be available even at their public university or some other private university that they may be considering? You know, the um, scholarships, first of all, National Merit, I'd like to just mention that. Um, students vie, many colleges offer the National Merit Scholarship um, every year mm-hmm. to students, and that is a scholarship that if you qualify for, um, you're in the running for and find out later on in your senior year. That's one. But other scholarships, it's one of the things it's it's, there's so many specific ones to the colleges uh, because they're usually named in memory of someone. or um, So there are several. Every college will have top-level scholarships for the, um, the best students that are applying, and it could be a full ride. And that's public schools, public universities, as well as private. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. have a complete list of all the titles of these scholarships, um, but um, they are – absolutely available. And in some cases, like for the University of Virginia, um, uh, University of North Carolina, the most generous scholarships on merit for the top students that are applying to these schools, um, these these actually, um, these scholarships you are nominated by your guidance office. So um, some, some of the top schools in our nation, you must be um, you must be qualified through your guidance department. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. so there are several. But if you'd like me to talk to you about all the different colleges, you know, the top colleges that um, are giving merit aid, because they're all over the nation, I'm happy to do that too. Um, I also want to mention, though, another organization that does a great job at taking a look at value. And, um, you know, we're talking about reducing that tuition price, but I also Mm -hmm. really feel that families must understand 
the whole idea of investment return on their education and value. And companies like Kiplinger do a fabulous job for us, make our job easy, by taking a very close look at colleges and determining the overall value of a school in terms of what it costs, how competitive Mm -hmm. it is, what kind of academic resources are available, and much more. And an example of a college that comes out right on top is UNC, the University of North Carolina, rated number one by Kiplinger in terms of value. So so it's very interesting, and those those, um, lists of schools, again, you'll be surprised because there's um, a mix of public university, private, very elite, not as elite, all different types of schools are on those lists that um, indicate Mm -hmm. what schools really provide the best value. And, again, they've done their homework, our homework, for us. So Kiplinger is another great site for families to go to, to look at the schools and look at all the numbers. Mm -hmm. Now, when families get their packages, is there any way of negotiating out loans? I mean, we hear so much uh, bad press okay. about um, yeah. student loans, and I, you know, just kind of wanted to, you know, hear if you've had an experience with families negotiating their packages or the makeup of those packages a little bit differently after they've learned from the colleges what they have. All right. Well, let's talk about are you um, in, are you talking about non-need-based merit scholarships that they re- receive or financial aid packages? Because I can talk about both if you'd like me to. The financial aid package. Okay. Um, financial aid packages. Absolutely. If a family receives their financial aid package, and this is need-based aid, so this is different than what we've been talking about today so far. Um, they're going to take a look at that and they're going to compare their package that they receive from each of their schools. And if if one school has not provided them as much as another and it happens to be their top choice, what I recommend for them is to go back to the financial aid department and set up an appointment and meet with them and talk to them and review the package. Um, And, you know, because many kids really earnestly want to go to a particular school, and but can't unless it's at a certain price point. And so families, I highly recommend that they go in and discuss it. Whether the financial aid um, office will be able to give them more, we don't know. But they certainly can. But they have to have information that's going to support an argument in favor of more aid. So families need to come in with information about um, their cash flow, et cetera, and the, the aid department will talk about it. But I, I certainly recommend that a family do try if it's if it's a school that they absolutely want to attend. Okay, great. Um, Pamela, may I add one more the, thing, yes. too? Oh, sure, In terms sure. of merit aid, it's really uh-huh. important for families to know, too, when they get merit aid, if it's if they are looking for more, and these are for the families that don't qualify for non-need-based aid, they, I mean for financial mm-hmm. aid, they also mm-hmm. can go back to a school and say, thank you very much, I appreciate the merit aid you're giving us, but is there any way that you can increase that dollar amount per year? And I've had families do that too because the decision to attend will be based on that, 
what their final tuition price will be. And colleges have come back and said, yes, we can increase your scholarship amount. So that's another thing that's very important for families to know. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Debbie, for joining us. This wraps up our show today, and I thank all of the listeners who have spent their time with us talking about this very important topic. If you could please listen to the message that follows, we have some great shows coming up for you over the upcoming weeks, and we appreciate you joining us and listening to the following announcement.